All right, this is Biscuits Buttered with none other than Victoria Vandenberg. Uh, I'm now uh, hooked up to an IV, uh, getting fluids, uh, and uh, I'm having to have uh, my shit manually removed from my ass because I was poisoned by Rancho Viejo in Muscle Shoals, Alamo. Uh, so I uh, went in Sunday night, and I know I'm still bitching about it. We, we recorded two podcasts today, so... This will be the second part due. Um, and um, I'm still sick, so just bear with me. Uh, this is going to be our um, second podcast of the week, and then we'll do another podcast next week. Um, still recovering from my sickness. Still feel horrible. Um, I'm juiced to the gills full of uh, steroids and everything else. Uh I haven't received any results from the uh, doctor to find out if there actually is like anything in my blood, you know, like if if, if there actually was some type of poison put in my food. Um, maybe I'll find out eventually. Uh, but we're going to move on from that. This is Biscuits Buttered with Victoria Vandenberg. I'm sick as hell. I'm out in my, in my truck today. And... Um, we're uh, going to try to uh, do this second podcast today because I'm sick. Normally, with my downtime uh, before work I uh, or at work, uh, I'll go walking or exercising, and uh, I really just can't do that today. It's uh, it's just, wh- why did he wave at me? Okay, that's weird. Um, some weirdo just waved at me. Uh, looks like uh, Peter Steele from, um, what was that band Peter Steele was in? Um well, anyway, he looks sort of like a uh, an ugly version of Peter Steele. I know that's a sentence that's probably never been spoken because uh, Peter Steele uh, wasn't uh, a very, uh, you know, uh, he had long hair, he was tall, uh, he looked good naked, so. Um, but he didn't really, he had kind of a Frankenstein face. But, okay, so this Peter Steele guy's walking through the, oh, okay, I see who he is. He wasn't waving at me. He was waving at somebody in a Ford Focus. And now, oh my God. Wow. There's some characters out in the parking lot today. Okay, so the guy has a giant red dildo on his head. Uh, So Peter Stills over here talking to this black guy. This black guy looks like uh, Discount Buster Rhymes. And he has his dreads um, like straight go like they're braided straight up so it's like just (laughs) he looks like a dr seuss character and they're just out here you know probably smoking a j in the parking lot um you can tell i don't have nothing to talk about today because i'm analyzing the people uh in the parking lot who look like uh dr seuss characters god rest his soul um so i do have a I talked about in the last podcast, I wanted to shit on podcasters for a little while. Let me get rid of this gum. I know I'm smacking on this gum, and y'all are like, fuck, I don't want to hear that. I've got... This is how shitty my job is. Um, I don't have dental insurance. Because I didn't I didn't get a plan last year. I was just like, I just wonder what without it, because I didn't want to spend the money. And so I've been having to chew gum. Like, after I eat... I have to chew gum to get... I got this hole in my tooth. And I have to chew gum to get everything out of my tooth. 
So, uh, yeah, that's basically my health care now is uh, anything that gets stuck in my tooth, I just use gum to help me get it out. Um, okay, so I want to shit on podcasters today. This is Biscuits Buttered with none other than Victoria Vandenberg. I'm sitting out here in a parking lot watching Discount Buster Rhymes and Discount Peter Steele uh, smoking a cigarette. Um, I think Tom Segura, Tom... Tom Sawara, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I think you pronounce it like the National Park. Tom Sawara, not Sagora, Tom Sawara, I think he's gotten too big because he's doing like the weirdest shit now. So I watched his his stand-up the other day and um, he, uh, now they're recording a video out here. Are they really recording a video? Yeah, they're doing something weird. Well, anyway. So, Tom Segura apparently thinks, uh, Tom Sawara apparently thinks he's like The Rock now, or he's Mark Wahlberg or something. So, uh, what the fuck are they videoing? I'm sorry, there's just something, they keep recording something with their phone. Okay, well anyway, I can't see what they're recording, but kind of worries me, but anyway. Other day I was on YouTube and a, a video of Tom Sawara working out, and you know he's talking about his success and his fame and trying to st- get in shape and trying to get his life together and all this stuff. It's like an inspirational video with Tom Segura. And it's like, dude, this is not. I don't think this goes with your brand. I don't think this. Um, is there something in the sky? I know this is this podcast is going to be a weird one. Okay, these two guys keep taking pictures of the sky. Well, anyway, but I, I don't know what... I think Tom Sawara is getting too big for his britches because he's like doing these videos of him working out and training. And it's like, dude, you're a stand-up comedian. You do fart jokes, for Christ's sakes. You literally did a joke about your son seeing your penis. I mean, you know, like, you're not The Rock. You're not... You're not Mark Wahlberg. I don't want to see you work out because even though you've lost a ton of weight, you're still like really flabby and gross. I, I can't get inspired by you, buddy. I do sometimes enjoy your um, just your uh, like, hey, don't be a fucking loser. I think that's good advice. I'm going to say that's good advice, but I don't want to see you work out. Okay, I don't want to see you making a workout video like you're the fucking rock. Uh... I don't think that goes with your brand very good. So I think you need to uh, just focus on the stand-up, focus on the podcast with you and your wife and Bert, um, <coughs> focus on dick and fart jokes, and I think you'll be just fine. Um, but this making videos of you working out, inspirational videos. And the weird thing is you're watching the video and like he's just like me because he's lost a ton of weight. And you can actually see all the loose skin like moving as he's working out. And it's just like, nobody wants to see you do this, dude. Like, nobody nobody cares to see this. Um, I hate to tell him that, but it's the truth. Okay, moving on. Uh, Tim Dillon is a little bit of an elitist. Uh, let's, and I forget which episode this was on, but uh, basically he had a high school reunion where he invited people uh, from his high school... And uh, somebody in here? Hold on just a minute. Somebody was in the truck. Okay. Something was moving. 
Anyway, I think I might be tripping. I think I got poisoned so bad that I'm actually hallucinating at the moment. Um, so this guy invites people from his high school to his home in the Hamptons. And he just kind of invited them just so he can look down on them and shit on them on his podcast. And I thought that was like really horrible because I have lots of friends that I, I have lots of people I went to high school that I absolutely despise, but I would never do this to them. Right. I would never invite them for a reunion just to kind of like, um, look down on it's almost like he kind of did like a dinner for schmucks remember that movie the dinner for schmucks it's kind of like he did a dinner for schmucks only with his friends from high school um and it's like him and this bitch and they're like making fun of all these people and i'm just like okay like why why did you connect with these people why did you invite i mean i think it's kind of crazy actually doing that uh, it's kind of immature and kind of shitty on his part. It's like, if you don't like the people you went to high school with, why would you do, why would you invite them to your house? Why not just let it go and move on with your life? You know, like there are people that I went to high school with that I think are great and that I would definitely invite to my house, but not as a joke. And the people that I don't like from high school uh, I've just decided to move on. I don't waste my time with them. I just move on, move forward. I don't worry about people who I don't get along with from high school. I just, I just kind of do my own thing. And I'm like, let, let them be losers, right? If you don't like somebody, just let them live their loser life. Cause a lot of them are losers, right? Um, you know, it's just like I have, and I, I talked about this on the podcast before, there's a guy in my town, or actually he doesn't live in my town anymore. He lives in an even smaller town of like a thousand people. Installs windshields into cars for a record service. Every time he sees me, and this is another reason I need to move out of my town to Indianapolis, um, he fucking has a smirk on his face and starts whispering to anybody who's around him. And I'm like, I can't believe that this guy who is living, and I believe Vina, Alabama, living in Vina, Alabama, installing windshields into cars, thinks that he's somehow better than me. And yeah, it pisses me off, but I, I tell myself, it's like, hey, he's an idiot. Don't, don't bring yourself to his level and engage with this shit because you're above it you're above it you far outseated uh or outdone anything he's ever done you know you've been to college and graduated with honors uh you've done almost every job under the book you've you've literally outdone this guy everything in life there's nothing this guy has not done i mean this guy got out of high school struggled uh from my understanding almost got divorced because he's cheating on his wife and now he installs windshields so in every little facet of your life you've outdone this guy so you've already won so why argue why have a harsh moment with somebody you've already won so just just move along move on with your life and i can laugh when, when i'm in indianapolis indiana and i'm at the irvington halloween festival which is one of the largest halloween festivals in the country 
and I'm sitting outside an old Victorian house eating some fried corn uh, and watching a fucking Halloween parade. That guy's going to literally be in Bina, Alabama, probably trying to figure out how to what's wrong with his car, probably trying to get his car started so he can go into work for the day. That's the type of life he leads, just being poor and uh, pathetic. He's got a bitch wife who forces him to go to church every Sunday and Wednesday. Uh, why, why do I care what this guy thinks? He's a loser. He's a fucking loser. And so that's my advice to Tim Dillon. That's my advice. Is like, why, why did you do this? Why did you invite these people from your house? Just leave it alone, man. Move on with your life. Uh, you know, it's kind of like prolonging the suffering of a, you know, like an animal that's sick. It's like, oh, we'll just keep it alive and let it prolong its suffering. That's kind of what he's doing with these people. Um, just don't agree with it. That's all I'm saying. Just don't agree with it. I, I think there is, you know, in comedy, I think you should be allowed to say whatever and do whatever, but. I don't know, inviting people to your house, and I don't know, that's kind of manipulative and kind of narcissistic, and uh, just don't agree with it uh, in all seriousness on this show today. Um, also, I wanted to talk about Doug Stanhope. Uh, he uh, came to Memphis, Tennessee, uh, and he did not appreciate Memphis, Tennessee. I don't know why he wouldn't appreciate Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, it's a beautiful town with beautiful people, and... Um, you know, only the occasional um, violence and uh, you know, only the occasional violence and debauchery and everything else. Uh, apparently, he didn't like the pyramid, and uh, I, as an American, am a fan of building god awful, gaudy shit. Okay, you go to Europe; they've built all these cathedrals, they've built all these great buildings. We don't have that here in America. We have god-awful, gaudy shit, okay? So, we have a giant pyramid. Like, if you go to fucking Guatemala, they got Tikal, right? You go to fucking the pyramids of Giza, they got the fucking pyramids. In America, we got the pyramid in Memphis, all right? And uh, apparently, he did not enjoy his stay in Memphis. And... Um, I don't even know what to say. It's like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with you. If you don't like Memphis, if you don't like Memphis, I don't know what to say to you. I mean, what kind of asshole are you? Uh, but no, in all honestly, uh, Memphis is a shithole. Uh, I actually tried to transfer there, and they are so poorly managed there at the plant that they couldn't even do the, like, they didn't even know how to do the paperwork. I mean, it was just pathetic. It's like illiterate people who are supervisors. Um, I mean, they just don't have a lack of resources. I've known several people that moved up there and ended up getting pretty good teaching jobs because they can't even get teachers to, to teach there because the kids are like, you know, fucking crazy and bringing guns to school and always getting into fights and everything else. So, uh, but Memphis can be dangerous. I've always enjoyed Memphis. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I think that uh, Doug Stanhope needs to contact Victoria Vandenberg. And uh, I will take him on a tour of Memphis. We'll go out to Voodoo Village. We'll, uh, we can go to JCPenney. I know 
I know Doug Stanhope wants to go visit a JCPenney because I don't even think they're open anywhere else. <laughs> um, no, there's nothing in Memphis. This is a shithole. Um, and I try to... I always tell people it could be a really nice city, but because of just the the poverty and bad leadership from the government, you know, it's like the property taxes are really high. I think there's a city income tax there. Uh, there's a lot of reasons, you know, like when you when you impose a city income tax, guess what the rich people do? They move outside the fucking city is what they do. So they'll live over in Germantown and Bartlett and all these other places. And, um, you know, they'll live over the line in Mississippi or Arkansas because they don't want to pay any fucking taxes. Nobody wants to do that shit. Added cost to their life. Um, and then, you know, there's... Uh, downtown has missed a lot of opportunities. They used to have an old mall, but it shut down near Bill Street. And there's just a lot of stuff in Memphis that's just like they just don't seem like they can get their shit together. And supposedly, uh, I know this sounds like bullshit, but supposedly they have the cleanest water in the country. They claim they have like an aqueduct full of like water from like 100,000 years ago. Um, but because of their junkyard apparently uh, poison is seeping into their water supply because <laughs> nobody can do anything right you'll have something nice and then like somebody will come around and fuck it up but Doug give Victoria a call I'm sick as fuck you'll probably I don't know if what I got is contagious because they hadn't told me yet but uh, uh I will show you Memphis, Tennessee. We'll go out and get shot. We'll go to Voodoo Village and get raped and uh, shot together. Um, but anyway, I just want to throw some shade at uh, some of the podcasters. And another thing I want to throw shade on is like, look, I don't like left-wing ideology and I don't like right-wing ideology. Even though I'm closer to left-wing ideology, kind of libertarian left wingist type ideology. I want, look, I want something done on health care. I want something done on wages. Uh, I want, you know, clean rivers and water. and uh, I want certain things regulated, and I want certain th- government intervention in certain things to make people's lives better, working class people's lives better. But for the most part, I think anything outside of that, I'm like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't want the government involved. I don't want the government involved regulating social media. I don't want government involved uh, doing any stupid bullshit. Um... But anyway, listening to Joe Rogan over the past couple of weeks, first off, he's been having terrible guests on the show. Uh, Nothing I'm interested in that he's been, you know, the only person that he had that I was interested in was Jim Gaffigan the other day. And um, it's just really insane listening to him because it's like, it it almost seems like his show is transitioning to like a right-wing show because he spends so much time and this is how you know someone's full of shit. Um, he spends like 90% of his time shitting on Joe Biden, which I think Joe Biden should be shit on. He's, he's you know, horrible. And ne- never, a ho- never a bad word about Trump. Only wants to defend Trump. Only wants to give in to his conspiracy theories and bullshit. And I'm like, I, can't, I just can't listen to this shit anymore because it's just so, you know, almost makes me wish I could go it's like he's in a bubble and he's got these little talking points that he has to insert out there 
and I just I can't listen to it it's it's hard to listen to because it's like oh I could hear this on you know Matt Walsh or Jordan Peterson or whatever Ben Shapiro I could hear all these talking points on their shows and I don't want that I want an unfiltered person who's speaking from the heart and actually believes the things they're saying but it's kind of hard for me to believe he believes the things he's saying when he's like 90% of what he's saying is like Trump was right and Biden's horrible and I'm like I don't understand how anybody can ignore all the problems in the Republican Party and then just constantly attack Joe Biden because I, I attack Joe Biden too because I you know but that but I'm attacking it from my perspective as someone who's voted Democrat a lot is that they're not raising the minimum wage they're not doing anything on health care they're not even talking about these things um, but then the right isn't either and the right's more concerned about you know um, right's more concerned about uh, Leah Thompson's sausage which uh, apparently that girl that raced her went on Bill Maher and apparently Leah Thompson's got a huge cock um, so and I don't agree with that either. I think that's insanity, and I think that there should be a separation between the sexes and uh, competitive sports because there are differences between biological men and women. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to shit on Joe Rogan a little bit. Uh, as always, a lot of love for Jim Gaffigan. I don't know how he – he seems to always be able to come in, make you laugh, make you think about something without all the like the uh and i don't know how he got through this interview it's such a toxic interview um he always seems to be able to like put a positive spin on it and navigate you know any kind of negativity uh he has a new uh special out called dark pal which is pretty good uh i want i want to be honest i did fall asleep towards the end because um i was uh sick when i tried to watch it so uh i apologize to jim gaffigan and um wish him uh, the best in the world um so the other day i seen a clip oh hold on i got an email maybe it's this stupid fucking cunt from indiana and of course it's not of course it's not of course she's not going to respond to my fucking email and give me a number so oh here's another email okay let's see if this is thank This is a message to inform you that your request submitted to Kentucky West Virginia District has been received. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, I don't know about that because uh, I've just been offered a job. Anything to West Virginia. Okay, I know I'm all over the place today, but just bear with me. I'm very ill from being poisoned. Okay, so what do I want to get to today? Um, hell, this might end up being a short podcast too. Um, okay, so 
Uh, I wanted to talk about something, especially while this work stuff I've been talking about lately. Uh, there's an old quote. There's an old quote. Where people go, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. That is the most dumbass comment I've ever heard in my goddamn life. Grass isn't always greener on the other side. I used to work for Schneider National, which is probably the worst trucking company on the planet. And I was going to leave there to go work for someone else. And they were like, well, grass ain't always greener on the other side. And of course the grass was greener on the other side. I made, I made uh, probably quadruple what I made on the other side. So this motherfucker, you know, belittled me and made fun of me for jumping jobs. Saying the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Well, you know what? You actually have to jump the fence and go look at the other side to check and see how lush the fucking grass is. There might be streams. There might be lakes. There might be rivers. There might be mountains. There might be lush, dense forests filled with fruit and fucking rainforests and everything else. It might be the greatest thing ever. But if you don't jump and make a decision and actually go explore and try to better your life, you'll never know whether that grass is greener on the other side. And it's such a loser mentality. I know I'm saying loser a lot lately. But it's such a loser mentality to sit there and tell someone, well, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Or well, maybe it fucking is. Okay? Maybe the grass is really fucking green and really fucking delicious on the other side. And maybe you're a fucking loser who doesn't like the fact that I have autonomy and I'm making a decision for myself and trying to better my life and move forward in this world. And you can sit there, because this guy was a dispatcher that told me this. I was like, you're making probably 30 grand a year as a dispatcher probably less than that and you're sitting here talking shit to me about my move to a different company and the grass was greener i made way i made those couple of years after i left there after i left schneider i made like I think it was in the 80s every year, which I'd never made that much before. Um, which at Schneider, you won't even make, you'll make a couple hundred a week. I mean, it's, it's pitiful. Um, so the grass might be greener on the other side. That's the advice of the week. The grass might be greener on the other side, but you're never going to know if it's greener if you don't jump the fence and go look because it might be wonderful. And that, that's exactly what I'm doing with this Indianapolis is that I'm going to go to Indianapolis. I'm going to fucking see if I can make more money, see if I can have a better life in a big city. I mean, is it a paradise? No. Is it Chicago? Is it New Orleans? Is it New York? Is it LA? No. But it's certainly better than where I'm fucking from, where I'm getting poisoned at a Mexican restaurant in Muscle Shoals, Alabama for being gay. So that is my advice. Just because you're, you know, I'm, I'm coming up, 40th birthday's coming up, and I'm coming up, 
And I I want just because I'm 40 doesn't mean I have to settle, you know. Just because I'm getting older doesn't mean I have to settle. I need to keep fucking pressing forward and trying to make more money and move up within my government agency that I work at. And that's what I'm going to continually try to do. Uh, and I think you should too. That's my advice for all of you at home. Um, is to just keep pressing forward and keep trying. You know, don't be one of these people that just settle. You know, don't be one of these people that are like, well, you know, because, you know, I have friends that's like they got their job and they know for a fact there's probably better jobs out there, but they just stay at their job because they don't want to make a change. They don't want to do all this stuff. And I'm like, that is just so sad. And that's the reason uh, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to fucking go and I'm going to improve my life and better my life and uh, get out of my shithole town. Uh, And I was actually talking to a guy the other day and this uh, poor gentleman, very sweet man, sweetheart, uh, big into books, big into reading, very uh, philosophical type of person. Uh, very intellect. Of course, you know me. I'm Victoria Vandenberg. I only speak to uh, intellectuals. And uh, he uh, got diagnosed with cancer. And this poor son of a bitch is probably going to die in this shitty small town. And I don't want to tell him this, but he kind of has inspired me to get out of this shitty town. Because I'm not like other people. I don't want to die in my shitty little town. I want to die somewhere exotic. I want to die somewhere new and exciting and just different you know uh if i died uh if like if if i would be a happy man if i died in like thailand getting stabbed by a lady boy okay that would be a great cinematic death that i would love to have just like uh was that movie called seven millimeter when the guy gets killed and he's like i want my death to be cinematic that's how i want my death to be i want to be in some kind of like shady opium den in fucking Thailand with a lady boy riding my cock and just like injecting me full of like heroin and then I just die and they're like oh we're just going to dispose of the body we're just going to throw the body in the ocean and let the sharks eat him and that's the type of life that's the type of ending I want I don't want to die in my small town never having tried to get out of it okay that's one of my greatest fears and that's why we're going to Indianapolis it's not perfect it's not a perfect city but it's better than where I'm from and so this poor son of a bitch that lives in my small town he's probably going to die in this small town never having left the town never having traveled never having done anything other than his shitty job that doesn't pay anything and he's saddled with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of medical bills Um, that's how he's going to die and I, I swear I, I'm going to refuse to die that way. If I'm not like getting uh, my neck sliced in Guatemala by a fucking cartel, uh, by a cartel uh, gang, uh, am I really living? You know, that that's the way I want to go. Uh, I apologize for this rant going all over the place, but I want to get somewhere in all right i'm never satisfied and 
that's all I'm trying to say is I want to get somewhere in life. I feel like I'm being held back by a shitty loser uh, workplace, but I stay there because the benefits are good. And, you know, when I'm, when I qualify for my pension, which is not too long from now, it's, I've only got, uh, 18 more years before I qualify for the pension. So I could retire early and actually move down to Costa Rica or Colombia or Guatemala or I know Raul probably want to live in Guatemala, so that's probably where we'll end up. And uh, live for cheap. Just live off the pension. You know, you can live down there for like a 1000 a month, probably, or less. So that's that's what we'll probably do. Uh, but that's my advice of the week. You don't know whether the grass is greener on the other side. You don't know whether it's lusher if you don't go check. So go check. At least do the diligence of checking. Don't be a coward. Don't be a pussy. Don't be satisfied. Constantly move forward. All right. So we're moving on from that. And, then, you know, this also reminds me the other day I was literally in 100-degree weather. I'm driving down the road. And there is a, a teenage boy in the back of a box truck. The door's open on the back of the box truck. And he's just sitting on his lawnmower in the back of this box truck in 100-degree weather. And I'm like, that poor, that boy is doomed. That boy is doomed. Because he looked like he was having fun doing that. And I'm like, dude, you're like literally going to like have a heat stroke. And there's only two people in the front of the box truck. So why are you riding in the back? And I just followed these people as I was on my way uh, to a facility in Huntsville. And, um... He just looked as happy as he could be. Just like a fucking, you know, you know, you see the dogs in the back of a, like, pickup truck. And they got their tongue sticking out. And you're like, oh, they're happy. That's kind of how this kid seemed. And I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that kid. I don't want to be that mind-numbingly dumb person that's just satisfied with cutting lawns. Uh, I want to actually get somewhere, okay? Like, my current work. I drive an hour and 20 minutes every day to work because I can't afford a house in this town. I know I rant about this every week, but and I think this Indianapolis job is really going to solve all my problems because I can move to Indianapolis, I can get a house, you know, I can have a shorter drive to work, I can have more time off work, make more money, and I can have access to, you know, an airport, Amtrak, movie theaters, music venues, gay bars tons of restaurants the indy 500 casinos horse racing you know indianapolis has got a little bit of it all and uh even though i'm not much of a gambler i still like the thought that it's there you know the casino's there so you can actually go you know i like the thought that it's there even though i'll probably never go (laughs) well i will first thing i'm gonna do is actually watch a horse race i won't bet on it but i'm gonna definitely um uh go uh watch it so the other day, uh, a clip of, do you remember this show called Seventh Heaven? And uh, my wonderful mother, uh, when she was alive, uh, used to tell me, Seventh Heaven, that's the way families are supposed to be. And I'm like, Mama, there's no families like that. What are you talking about? It's like, it's, it's like this fictionalized version of this goody two-shoes family She's like, that's the way families are supposed to be, Justin. They're supposed to be moral and go to church and get worked up about marijuana. And I was like, what? whatever, Mom. 
And, you know, of course, the guy, the main guy on the show who's the preacher, he ended up being, uh, apparently he raped some kids or something uh, and admitted to it in an interview somewhere. And so, of course, of course they didn't do the right thing because I, I think you got to separate the art from the artist. Uh, and, of course, they never did the right thing. They went and, uh, they went and uh, now they don't syndicate the show from my understanding. And I'm like, well, oh, hold on. It's not fair to all these other people that worked on the show that this one guy raped a kid once and now they're this show that they created isn't being played and um, you know it's just kind of like the Cosby show we can't help that Bill Cosby's a piece of shit right uh, and you're stopping other people who might be good people on the show from getting syndication money because you're just banning the show altogether because there was a bad guy on the show and I, I think you have to separate the art from the artist and and not um, not be not freak out not punish everyone for one person's sins okay and that that's all I'm gonna say on uh, that subject um, is just stupid you know and the, the show seventh heaven show that like every show is like there's a drama every single episode it's like oh my god we found marijuana in the house you know and they'll go around and they'll find out their teenager he's like why can't i smoke weed and he's like because jesus doesn't want you to smoke weed and that'll be the episode right there so uh i think i'm gonna start watching seventh heaven just as like an unintentional comedy because i think that's pretty much what it is Okay, let's see here. Um, what else did we want to talk about? Okay, so I watched a, a documentary called Unknown Cave of Bones. And it is about this... Um, I, I don't know, because I don't know how to describe this. I'm having a brain fart. So, Homo Naledi was... A, I hope I'm describing this right. A species of human, or Homo sap, or sapien. A species of sapien because we're homo sapiens this was a species of sapien that existed over 300,000 years ago and they buried their dead they used tools and they even used fire uh, way way before us like way before us like I think like 150 200,000 years before us and they found all these bones in this cave and it's just a fascinating documentary and it really shows you that as far as like history and science we really don't know anything because we just found this and it's like oh this predates us and they did a lot of the same things we did only they had much smaller brains and um somehow they died off i don't know but um it just it's science is so fascinating and history is so fascinating because we keep getting humbled with stuff like this with this new um uh, homo sapien or would you just call it a sapien being um, found and uh, if you ever get the chance watch that on Netflix it's a really really good um, documentary and you know I try to listen to a lot of podcasts with science scientists talking and we really don't know shit you know like when people talk about quantum physics those are just like little puzzles that they do like none of that shit is like reality you know people are like oh there's this there's that there's that you know it's like, I don't think any of that's real. I think it's just like mathematics, little puzzles and tests. And um, 
as we've seen with the uh, James Webb telescope, you know, we're, we're finding stuff all the time that we're like, what? That's not what we expected. So, uh, I'm tired of people, like, acting like all, like, we know all the information now. You know, you have people like Neil deGrasse Tyson and Richard Dawkins and Sam Harris and all these people that, and all the, you know, pretty much the whole atheist community, which I'm a part of that, but I'm, you know, I don't think they'd claim me. Um, and they claim that, oh, we just, we know everything. And any suggestion of anything different, you're just an idiot and you shouldn't even be, you know, you should be silenced, you know. And I think that's ridiculous and um, I think we need to get out of that. And we actually need to entertain, you know, like I was listening to this guy named Gary Nolan the other day. I was listening to Avi Loeb. And they actually go, and somebody comes to them with a problem, they actually go out and investigate it. And this Gary Nolan guy has investigated different metallic materials that he's found. He's investigated a lot of different things. And some things he's proven wrong. Some things he's like, oh, I don't understand it. And so that's the reason. Why can't we have more people like Gary Nolan and Avi Loeb who actually do the work and go out and investigate instead of just saying, oh, that's not real. And, you know, the thing that gets me about Neil deGrasse Tyson is he's always like popping up and giving science facts and I'm just like why can't you you know you see Michio Kaku talking in depth about all these things that you know might be true might not be true but he's you know kind of speculating on things and I don't see anything wrong with that and it actually I think enhances imagination and creativity and but Neil deGrasse Tyson is just so against that so against talking about whether they're extraterrestrials, whether they're uh, other dimensions and all this. You know, he just kind of wants to shut everything down, and I just don't agree with it. Uh, it's not a good way to go about the world. You need to entertain. Even when you find something absurd, you need to entertain it and actually think it out. That way you can come to a better conclusion, all right? And that, that's the way I believe, anyway. Even if it's an absurd claim you have to at least go through the process of going okay is there any evidence oh here's why i think it's absurd and you go point by point but uh, a lot of these people just dismiss it out of hand and don't even you know it's kind of like all the conspiracy theories over the uh, years like with jfk you know you'll be like oh, oh what was uh you know this guy doing or that guy doing and you'll bring up points and they won't focus on the points you're making they'll just go Oh, the magic bullet. And it's like, well, no one said anything about the magic bullet. Like, you're, you're just, you're throwing stuff out there that we're not even talking about and saying you disproved it because you're talking about this thing over here that someone said a long time ago and uh, has been thoroughly disbunked. But you, you can't speak to any of the new info or what people are saying now, which I think is uh, insane. Um so, I wrote this down. I didn't know if I wanted to talk about it. This happened two weeks ago. Uh, I think Raul is bipolar. Um, so, this was two weeks ago, two Thursdays ago. He uh, contacted me saying that he was crying, that he was sad. He wouldn't explain to me why he was crying and he was sad. He was just crying and he was sad. And everybody at work was worried about him. And obviously, everybody at work was like, what did your boyfriend do? And he's like, nothing. I'm just sad. And it's like, now they all think I'm just some weirdo. So, 
Um, uh, it was just a weird thing. So he had that day where he was really sad. And then, like, the next Saturday, I'm casually talking about Los Trojas and how they overcharged me. And he takes it the wrong way to thinking that I'm bitching about money and bitching about him spending money. And I'm like, oh, honey, I'm, you know, I'm the one who wanted to come here, you know. It's like, this isn't, but, you know, of course I had to, you know, we argued about that all night. And I had to actually talk him into hanging out with me the next day. Um, so, yeah, I think he's bipolar and I think I might need to get him on some meds. You know, 90% of the time, the sweetest creature I've ever met in my life. And I really do want to marry him. But, um, goodness. He, he does... It's just like that Thursday. He was just bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, what are you crying about, for Christ's sakes? Got to get him medicated. You know, I'm the type of person, I've got a lot of mental illness myself. And I have anxiety and stress and anger and everything else. But then I don't uh, take any medication currently. I probably need to, but um, but he definitely needs to. If you can't even do your job because you're crying all day, you definitely need to... Um, get on some meds uh i'd also written down blackrock uh i don't know if i want to go into blackrock today for Christ's sakes uh anyway uh blackrock is an investment firm and they control the government's um pension and also 401k and they control i think I think it's over ten trillion dollars worth of money and no one has a problem with this no one has a problem with it. they're like oh it's fine one company holding ten trillion dollars nothing to see here it's like well that's my pension that's my 401k if something like if one of these people are corrupt uh like at goldman sachs and all these other companies you know i could lose all my money trillions of dollars of government employees all over the world would be lost because of this one company. So if you ever get the chance, look up BlackRock. It's insane. There's this guy named Larry Fink that runs it. And um, somehow they've amassed one of the largest stock market portfolios on the planet. And no matter where you work for the federal government, it doesn't matter what agency, your pension and your 401k is with these people and there's nothing you can do about it because because they're so large they offer a discount and uh, the government just chooses to go with them and of course Biden is a friends with this guy and nothing's probably ever going to change with it but um, it's just fucked up so I'm trying to say I have no energy today I don't know why I'm even trying to do a podcast I know this podcast probably been a bummer I'm going to take a break I'm going to uh, do a podcast next week. Maybe I will have more info for you on when I'm moving to Indianapolis. I've got the offer. I'm 75% sure I'm going to take the offer if I could actually get the fucking supervisor on the phone to talk with them. Um, and the rule of the week, the advice of the week, don't ever listen to someone trying to talk you out of making a change in your life. Don't ever listen to someone trying to say, oh, you need to be safe. You need to keep it safe. No. 
You don't need to be safe. You don't need to be a loser. You don't need to stay put and be comfortable. You need, you know, a little bit of uncomfortableness, a little bit of awkwardness, a little bit of cringiness can go a long way. Uh, Everything's a struggle in life. And sometimes you have to struggle to get to where you need to be. And sometimes the grass, actually, I, I would go out on a limb and say, a lot of times the grass is greener on the other side. But you got to go actually check and see if the grass is greener. And that is uh, my advice of the week. Uh, I love you all. Uh, I'm feeling a little better. My voice is still fucked up. I still lack a lot of energy, but I am feeling better than I did this morning. Uh, I will do a podcast next week. I will try to get on the social media and and hit everybody up. Uh, I want to thank all of you for listening. Um, All the European fans, all the Chinese fans, all the Indian fans, all the... Uh, people in the States. Uh, thank you very much. It's been wonderful doing this podcast. Maybe we can actually record a better one next week because I'm just very under the weather. And uh, I think I'm just going to like, I think I'm just going to burn down Rancho Viejo. <laughs> okay, I take that back. I'm not burning down Rancho Viejo. Uh, I'm going to leave it in the past because another piece of advice of the week is living well is the best revenge. And that's why we're moving to Indianapolis. We're going to leave all, we're going to leave the South behind. And we're going to try to live a good life with my Latin lover, Raul Duke. I hope y'all have a good week. I love you. And I will hit y'all up next week with a new podcast. Thank you. Have a good night.